Welcome to Explore Radio. I'm Jeff St. Clair. The Amish are an anachronism in modern America. They don't own cars, they're not on the grid, but researchers at the College of Worcester find that the Amish relationship with technology is more nuanced than it appears at first glance and doesn't always fit our stereotypes. In this week's Explore Radio, we explore the complexities of Amish life in the 21st century. The inspiration for David McConnell's latest book, Nature and the Environment in Amish Life, began with a birdwatching trip. One morning at 4 a.m., I found myself picking up six Amish friends of mine to go uh, birding up on the shores of Lake Erie. He found the Amish can be serious birders. We got up to the lake and the Amish pulled out $1,000 Swarovski spotting scopes. Uh, Their binoculars were top of the line. One of them had a handheld GPS, uh, battery powered, that could kind of map out our birding stops. McConnell teaches anthropology at the College of Worcester and studies Northeast Ohio's Amish community. He says the Amish are embracing different degrees of technology, even cell phones. It's part of what he calls the Amish paradox. How can you achieve separation from the world if you can carry the world in your back pocket? He's studying how shifts in Amish work life are creating new challenges for the plain people. The biggest driver of change, he says, is that they're leaving the farm. The mechanization of American agriculture has created tremendous challenges for all small farmers, um, but I think especially for the Amish. Competition from mega farms and the skyrocketing price of farmland in Holmes County have forced the Amish into other fields. Only around one in seven Amish men now make a living through farming. And McConnell says new professions are altering traditional avoidance of the outside world. As the Amish move away from farming, you know, their livelihoods have become much more dependent on the tastes of non-Amish consumers. Furniture making is one example. Ernest Hirschberger is owner of Homestead Furniture in Mount Hope. A diesel engine powers the 40,000-square-foot facility where workers custom-make furniture for the non-Amish market. It's a model of modern efficiency. We're in here with stopwatches. We're in here documenting every motion of every step that goes on, and then we carve away the waste. He calls it a biblical version of lean manufacturing. And so we have an extremely, extremely efficient shop that allows us to compete in today's marketplace one piece at a time. High-end furniture making is now a substantial part of the Amish economy. But technology can also allow the remaining Amish farmers to stay competitive. We meet 74-year-old David Klein on his son's organic dairy farm. He shows me the generator that powers the milking machines and chillers. It is self-starting and self-stopping. If the milk reaches a certain temperature, it starts on its own, and then it shuts off its own. It's part of practices that allow the farm to maintain strict organic standards and tap into that lucrative niche market. Mechanizing the farm has been a gradual concession for Amish leaders, but Klein says for many Amish farmers, it came too late. One conservative Amish bishop confided to him that... We limited too much technology on the farms. The way they had the farm was so primitive, they just gave up. Technology is apparent in other ways. Klein says many Amish have installed solar panels, used computers at work without the web, Buggies sport hydraulic brakes and LED lights. Electric bikes are common. We're not anti-technology. We call it what we use 
appropriate technology. Lynn Loveless is a retired professor at the College of Worcester and co-author of the book Examining the Holmes County Amish. She says the criteria for whether a piece of technology is appropriate boils down to... Does this enhance our ability to live as we in the Amish community choose to live, or does it damage it? She says the Amish are not stuck in the past. They're just deliberate about deciding their future. That means that as a community, they're able to say no. The decision more than a century ago not to own cars has come to define the Amish. And without TVs or noisy motors, David Klein says he relishes the quiet of Amish country. Let's live lives where God doesn't have to shout, where he can whisper to us. I'm Jeff St. Clair with this week's Explore Radio. Thank you.